Ahoy there, and welcome to Domance Dawn. I'm Lou, he, him, and sometimes they, them. And I'm joined by my co-host and trusty Boatswain. Hello, it's me, Janine, coming to you from um, the day before my birthday. My pronouns are she, they. It's six days after my birthday? Yeah. Happy almost birthday. Happy it was your birthday uh, almost a week ago. Mm-hmm. November. We've got good birthday times. Also, I, I think I had forgotten and thought your birthday was in October, which is why I got you your birthday gift early. That's completely fine. Stuff always shows up late anyway, so it just kind of evened out, pretty much. Excellent. Well, this is Domance Dawn, a podcast that we do where we do a sort of fan casting of One Piece as we watch through One Piece using the contemporary Simpsons characters because One Piece started its broadcast in like 2001, uh, no, in the year 2000. Yeah, wow. And, uh, no, I'm, I'm going to check myself on that. I'm going to open up my big old planning document to make sure that I'm not lying. No, I I lied, Janine. I lied. It started October 20th, 1999. That's, that's before the year 2000. Yeah, but like, not by much. If I'm not being factually correct, Janine... What, what do we need? Do you know how hard it is to be able to get the conversions right for pre-Y2K facts? Really? I just think of anything that happened before the year 2000 as barely even happening at all. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, I mean, between the Berlin Wall falling, we did kind of enter into a period of not a lot overtly happening. The best thing about those times were the music videos. Before they got corrupted by having big, fat, juicy asses everywhere. So what are we doing on this podcast? Oh, I, I already had explained that I just got confused on when One Piece, the anime, started. Uh, but we do have a bit of housekeeping to do. Uh... Just like the... Fuck. I pressed the wrong button. Just like the... No! Mint that you just heard and the... No! Mint that happened when I forgot the date that One Piece started. The fifth item that Lush had released was a not wrap. In case you were being haunted by that. I mean, it's still in the holiday shopping season. Get yours today. Yeah, if if you can find it in stock, go and get it. Um, also, I have used uh, another one of the bath bombs, and so far I have enjoyed the human-human fruit the most out of the three that I've used. 
Chopper. Oh, okay, yeah. I was thinking about that for a second. Mm -hmm. Well, Chopper has the human-human fruit without any modifiers model. Because, you know, there's, like, multiple mutt-mutt yeah, like, for the I, types of dogs. I knew that for the dogs, but now you're introducing the concept inside of the human-human fruit, and I'm just like, what the fuck, dog? Oh, yeah, no, it's 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 going to be a while. It's going to be a while, but uh, you'll you'll you won't see it coming. Oh, Janine, we we have a new segment that we're going to be unveiling by popular demand. Are you ready? Sure. That's right. It's sexy cat Marge watch. I love it already. And I is that. Did you record a new bit? Uh, no, that's that's edited from last week, and I just did some touch-ups to give it a bit more of a heroic vibe to it. Well, I appreciate it. So what do, what do we do on this segment for Sexy Cat March Watch? <laughs> uh, we are counting down until we can use Sexy Cat Marge, and uh, we we can use her next episode. Wow, this is good. That's the shortest new segment we've had already. But you know what? Um, running for three episodes is still a running joke. It is. Uh, with that, we wrap up Sexy Cat Marge Watch. Oh, it's going to be a shame to retire that button. Uh, so this week we are covering episodes 120 through 127 of One Piece. These initially ran between August 4th and October 6th of the year 2002. There were no contemporary Simpsons episodes, which made it very hard to do a Rodrigo-style pick this week. Yeah, that was uh, something that, like, um, has that happened to us before in the past? Yes. It feels like it might have been a while, because, like, I feel like we've definitely had the opportunity to Rodrigo style for... Quite a, a while? Yeah, for quite a while. Like, at least five episodes I could be able to think of. Uh, the previous ones, where we weren't able to do that. We're episode 13, the first part of Drum Island. Uh, episodes 7 and 8, which were our long part with Kaylee. And I believe that is all of them. And our next one will be on episode 25. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, uh, this would have been before they started doing the, uh, Treehouse of Horrors, which came later and later in, in uh, October of the year, and that's why next episode we'll have our Sexy Cat March access. If you're not sick and tired of that yet, hit it one more time. <laughs> oh. Thank you.
to go over the episodes. Am I ever? Uh, the episodes that we are covering this week of One Piece include The Battle is Over, Koza Flies the White Flag. Vivi's voice goes unheard, a hero descends. Sand Crocodile and Water Luffy, Death Match Round 2. Smells like Croc, run to the tomb of the royal family, Luffy. The Nightmare Draws Near, secret base of the Sand Sand Clan. Magnificent Wings, my name is Pell, guardian spirit of the kingdom. I will surpass you. Rain falls on Alabasta. A farewell to arms, pirates, and a little justice. Uh, yeah, so welcome to the primary end of Alabasta, Janine. Uh, yeah, uh, it is a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I, I didn't think that there was going to be as many twists remaining oh yeah yeah um it i i i mentioned it before but they did a movie adaptation of alabaster and it's amazing what they kept in and also what they took out uh because there's basically no marine presence in it. Uh, there's no ace, and there's really not a lot of the desert filler. So it's and they also condense most of the battles to like two minute clips. But uh, yeah, no, they they keep a bunch of the stuff that's here in that movie because there's there's some good shit. Oh yeah. Uh the least of that would be just the quick appearance and then defeat of the elite Alabastian Royal Guard, aka the click aka the kicking claw horse, aka the Sumagiri guards, who are basically like, Hey, you've locked these doors. We're gonna break in and we're gonna take this elixir that will allow us to beat you, Crocodile, and it's also going to kill us. And then Crocodile just no sells it and they all die because they drank poison steroids yeah like i feel like that is like probably the dickest thing that like i've seen a one piece villain do is just like just nope out a fight completely just to watch them die slowly like from above that's damn yeah, yeah it, it's crocodile is an amazing villain and character uh, yeah, we also get to see Chaka's power, which is he turns into a jackal using the Hound Hound Fruit Jackal model. Uh, and yeah, Koza sneaks in to try and talk to the king and stop the war one last time, finds out everything that Crocodile has done, and... Vivi is basically like, oh, also Crocodile is still going to blow up this entire place. You have to stop the fighting. And so he's able to get out of there again, thanks to Chaka putting his life on the line. And as he is, like, out there, as Vivi orders the guards to put down their weapons, a Baroque Works member shoots Koza. And it's just like, 
you're not going to win this before Crocodile brings down a sandstorm to add to the confusion and to keep fueling the fighting. It's, it's amazing. And yeah, yeah, like this is, I've, this like, is good I've stuff. never, I've never had um, an anime villain who had this much, like, I don't want to say contingency plans because, like, they're all, like, every single part of the way was just, like, a part of the plan. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, like, Crocodile's plan is ultimately very clean and simple. He just sets up ways that you think you can stop it, and it doesn't work. Like, uh, I've been running a, a Pokemon RPG, and he very much inspired... Uh, the second arc, where the villain's like, okay, I know they're going to try and stop me, so how do I counteract that, or how do I use that so they waste all their time in the wrong area? And so Crocodile prepares to drop Vivi off the side of the palace, and that is when Pell appears flying with Luffy, who has a barrel of water on his back, and Pell is able to save Vivi, Vivi's worried that she won't be heard, and Luffy's like, yeah, no, the crew is going to make sure that you get heard. And so Vivi sets off to reunite with the crew, and is like, hey, we gotta go and stop this bomb that will murder everybody. And Luffy, meanwhile, shows up as Water Luffy, and is just like, hey, I know water's your weakness, I'm a soggy boy now. And... His dumbass plan works because he's got wet fists and so he can punch Crocodile. I love that it's just like such a simple solution too. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's of it's course a it works. Yeah. yeah, and and like no one else like was able to use it because. They're in a fucking desert. Mm -hmm. Well, and also, Luffy's able to just drink all the water like a cartoon character. Oh yeah, he's a he's a rubber person. Mm hmm. Uh, and meanwhile, Nika Robin forces uh, Cobra to come with her to the Pony Glyph. Toshigi shows up to try and stop Robin, and Cobra warns the Marines about the bomb. But, like, Toshigi has no power to stop Nika Robin. And, like, Nika Robin just breaks her leg without any concern for it. And, yeah, it, 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 it's very good. Uh, are you watching the opening credits? I, I am for the first time that they have a new, a new opening. One? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh... So you've seen that Nika Robin has shown up in there. I have, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's... How do you feel about that, honestly? Honestly, um... I... If we did not see that, um... Our resident Bleeding Gums Murphy resurrected himself somehow... <laughs> like if he was like for sure like permanently dead i'd be like oh this this provides some conflict i don't like that it's happening for them but i'm curious what they do about it 
it's 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 like well i know that he's alive that maybe there's some kind of like secret to why he didn't die and maybe that there is something extra i mean i'm already got getting the hints that um nico robin was you know doing some things for nico robin the entire time you know Mm -hmm. so like if her goals align with uh, the Straw Hats, I can definitely see her like joining them like as an ally and then eventually maybe a crew member as soon as her heart warms up like they did with Nami. It's feasible and like I kind of hope that she like does show up and is there as like a friend because I have a feeling that um, because of the opening as well, didn't really see... Uh, Vivi with them and why would you if things are going to be solved in Alabaster she's going to want to stay there and help like rebuild stuff so you need to have like maybe another woman would be nice inside of the main cast that's what I'm thinking because I um, I think that a shonen anime should have like more than like one like woman Mm -hmm. in the cast you know yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, Vivi accidentally drinks the elixir that the Sumigiri guards and does not work out. No you see right, right, not, right, right now, like, like the, that, that uncomfortable <laughs> silence that, that me trying to figure out, like, is this really a spoiler that you're nonchalant throwing on me because you know that, like, you, I'm gonna have to watch it to find out. Or is this just some bullshit that you're going to be throwing up on me? Because, like, it's somewhat really believable because the fact that they introduced a different kind of mutt-mutt fruit and then introduced, like, like that with a person. Like, a gun didn't take this mutt-mutt fruit this time. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, we're also, like, hundreds of episodes away before you find out that, oh, there's only one version of each devil fruit that exists at a time. Which raises even more questions. Wouldn't ingesting it, though, destroy that version of the fruit so that it could appear again? The powers still exist in the person. So the person with the devil fruit power has to die for that fruit to come back. Mm-hmm. Using person is a very loose term. Oh. One piece. I I love this wild bullshit series. Uh so Crocodile ends up destroying the ground to stop Luffy from getting around him, dehydrates him, but before he did that, Luffy basically spat all the water up into the air, and then it lands on him. Uh, when Crocodile has already left to head to the tomb, and Luffy, like, chases after him, uh, finds Tashigi, who was also too weak to stop Crocodile, and is just not having a good time. Like, you feel for Tashigi here, because she's trying to do her job, and she is not enough. It really does give you like just like more characterization for Tashigi and the Marines 
by extension as they're kind of realizing that they're in over their heads now. Mm-hmm. Like, especially this branch. Because, like, Smoker's powerful, but also he does not have powerful people under him, unfortunately. Uh, Nika Robin, meanwhile, uh, gets to the tomb, is able to read the Ponyglyph, which is this massive, mysterious stone with writing on it, translates it, and when Crocodile shows up, he's like, hey, where's, hey, where's the Pluton? And she's like, yeah, it has no information. It is literally just a historical record. And Crocodile's like, all right, well, you did your job. Stabs her before she is able to stab him. And then Crocodile finds out from Cobra, who is also down in the tomb, that the tomb is going to collapse around them all. Which is some damn good stakes building. And uh, so BB, meanwhile, remembers the clock tower uh, that she used to play in as a kid and has Usopp unite everyone with a flare. Some of the billions show up and they're able to fend them off. Uh, Luffy, meanwhile, wakes up from his nap and finds Crocodile preparing to leave the tomb. Crocodile's like, oh, I guess we're doing this another fucking time. I've got a poison hook. I'm going to just kill you with this. The Straw Hats, meanwhile, are out and looking for the bomb, and Tashigi just orders the Marines to help them, which includes the Marines just so pitying Zoro. Like, almost having to drag him back to the rest of the party. It, it, it's beautiful. Zoro getting lost is an A++ bit. Where was he? Like I don't I didn't see like where like that small like offshoot oasis was like in the fucking Oh yeah, he just heads out of the city and into an oasis somehow because he just sucks at navigating. It's it's beautiful. And uh so all the straw hats get together. Uh Pell gets shot by someone in the clock tower as he's flying past. Uh, Luffy gets poisoned in the fight as the tomb is crumbling. Uh, but once the Straw Hats meet, it turns out that Usopp, Chopper, Nami, and Vivi are on the ground. Sanji is in the middle of the clock tower, and Zoro is close to the top. And so Nami sets up an awesome combo move plan where she uses a whirlwind to blast up uh, Usopp with Chopper on his back and not and uh, Vivi, and. They basically get blasted up. Uh, Chopper bounces off of Usopp's broken, horribly, uh, just like, bandaged body. Sandy kicks him up further. Zoro tosses him up to the top. And at the top is where Miss Father's Day and Mr. Seven are waiting to fire the bomb, completely unaware that they are also going to just die when this thing explodes. And it's just like, oh... Here's these two fucking idiots. Also, Janine, I hope I'm not the only one who saw that, but it's I just look at them and it's like, oh, this is us. It feels like us. It really does. Like, if we ever do uh, get, like, if we 
pay Mike money to just draw the hosts of the show. I, I feel like it's got to be you as Miss Father's Day, but it's like a pro-gunk theme. And then, <laughs> uh, I'm, I would live, I would dress up as Mr. Seven. Definitely. And they are just snipers with guns. Vivi gets to the top thanks to this amazing combo chain, stops the cannon, knocks the two of them out of the tower, and that's when Vivi realizes that the bomb is still set to explode, even if it doesn't get fired. And that's when Pell reappears, and we just see this moment of him promising to protect Alabasta from when Vivi was still a child, and he'd just fly her around because he loves the kingdom. And so he picks up the bomb, and it explodes far above. And, uh... Yeah. It's really sad when you lose someone like Pell, when you could have just as easily lost someone like Mary... Hey, we we also lost the Sumagiri guards, Janine. They're never coming back. They're never coming back. Are they coming back? Janine, what did I just say? They're never coming back. Are they coming back? The Sumagiri guards are dead forever, Janine. No matter how much you beg and plead, they are not coming back. I feel like they're coming back even more now somehow. <laughs> oh. uh, meanwhile, the fighting is continuing between the royal army and the rebels. Luffy is continuing to fight and ends up breaking Croctile's hook, even though he is poisoned. And Croctile prepares to just collapse the tomb, killing Luffy. And instead, Luffy just punches him so many times that he breaks through the ceiling of the tomb shoots into the sky and finally just gets knocked out all set to some amazing classical music like one piece will occasionally pull out a piece of classical music and it always fucking works it does it really does it it made everything just so much more satisfying after having to go through all of the bullshit just to get to that moment the payoff works. I feel like there's so many things that they try and do the moment and it doesn't work. One piece, it works. And that's when the rain starts to fall and the armies like stop fighting and they can finally hear Vivi's cries and the rebels are still angry, but that's when Chaka and Igaram and Kappa, the kid who saw Mr. Two impersonating Cobra and Koza are able to like stop the situation and Vivi's finally got her wish to stop the fighting and god it's so good. So good. I blessed the rains down in Alabasta. Dun, 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 dun. Have I used that joke before? I feel like I've no, been sitting on it for a while. Uh unless you held on to it for like three years. There's been no rain in Alabasta. <laughs> uh, so Vivi runs down to find her friends and that's when she finds Cobra who's carrying Luffy and he also apparently 
Luffy had saved Nika Robin, who we don't see her. And he was like, oh, I can't wait to tell everyone what you did. And they're like, no, you, you should keep this a secret. We just need a place to rest. Uh, Crocodile is stripped of his rank by the world government and gets arrested by Kashigi and the Marines. Mr. Tuban Clay starts to make his escape. Uh, Cobra just gives a quick speech about building a better future together. Uh, we meanwhile see that Smoker went to uh, his superior Hina, uh, who, tall, pink-haired lady, very serious, refers to herself in the third person. White I, city. I would refer to her as Mommy. Oh, wait till you see what her power is. Oh. Wait till you see who her crewmates are, Janine. Oh, oh my god. Uh, yeah. I think we'll get to that next episode. Uh, you're 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 going to have a good time. Um, but yeah, like Smoker captured a ship that had dance powder, and he's basically like, "Hina, I need you to bring this ship and Crocodile to headquarters." And we just get to see shots of the people and animals of Alabasta celebrating the rainfall. Toshigi is actively distraught because she was too weak and needed to rely on the pirates and smokers just like learn from your mistakes which is true like smoker doesn't give anybody crap really like he gotta he wants you to step up he wants you to be better And uh, then we find out that the Marine headquarters and the world government are giving Smoker and Toshigi promotions and claim that they stopped Crocodile. That way they can cover up the truth and Smoker's just like, fuck you, world government. And that's where we end. Ooh! That's that good stuff, Janine. It is. It is. I ended up watching all of this uh, earlier than I normally did. Uh, normally would. I would normally watch this stuff pretty close to recording time in order to try to keep everything. But um, I just had to see what was going to be going down. Mm-hmm. They're yelling, Timber, you better move. You better dance. Funny you should mention that. Um, that was uh, actually... Um, also, the, 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 the promo that Joey Janela had cut on... Damn, who was it that he was wrestling? Was it Kip Sabian? He had a feud with Kip Sabian. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, just basically just used like, the lyrics to Timber mm-hmm. inside of the promo. Like, just the lyrics. And that was it. I mean, it's a great song. It is. And when said like slowly and with enough craze inside of your eye... Um, kind of a fun way to try to fight somebody. I mean, I I feel like you have to be careful with the lyrics from that song. Like, if you're, like, twerking in her bra and thongs, I I feel like that's not necessarily intimidating to say. Now that feels like a challenge. Pitbull references Miley Cyrus in the song, and it's just like, okay, that's a weird choice, I guess. It's a contemporary choice. Also, there's a song where Pitbull claims that his girl 
has a better ass than your girl. And I feel like depending on the audience, he's essentially saying that everyone who listens to the song has a girl with a ass that is less good than his girl's ass. And it's like, Mr. Pitbull, I am an engaged man. Please do not insult my fiance's ass. And also, if you you if you listen to this, does that mean that you are saying to yourself via recording that your own girlfriend's ass, assuming that it's the same person, is less good than the ass of the girlfriend that you had when the song was recorded? I, there's a lot of there's a lot of complicated pit bull questions. I'm working on I'm working on a theory. Mr. Universe-wide. Mr. Multiverse-wide. Fireball. Uh, But yeah, that leads us to our four characters to match, Janine. Are you ready to do this thing? Sure. All right, so... uh, We we can't really do a Rodrigo-style this one. Uh, Up first... We have the Sumagiri guards, who are four dudes whose identities are a bit more fleshed out uh, in one of the One Piece character books that they have published. Um, but they are dead forever, and they are never coming back, Janine. They drank elixir to get power, and then they got clowned on by Crocodile. They are never returning. Uh, I had three different options for them just throwing out bands like I've done in the past. It was like, uh, The Who has four members. Red Hot Chili Peppers on The Simpsons has four members. There's also NRBQ, which I'm assuming that's the one that you were unfamiliar with. I could be. Uh, so NRBQ makes a physical appearance in one of The Simpsons episodes, but also, uh, the showrunner at the time was a big fan of this kind of obscure band and was like, hey, I just want to use your music when I can. And so NRBQ is just four dudes in a band. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who did you have for the Sumigiri guards? I also used bands, but I used some with... um. Singers we probably would want to use for other stuff, but Mm -hmm. realistically, I don't think we'll actually get around to them. Mm -hmm. So I have first R.E.M. Mm -hmm. And Smashing Pumpkins. So I'm going to do some quick recon here. Um, Okay. Yeah, R.E.M. only has... Four members uh, on The Simpsons. I think Smashing Pumpkins might depend because they kind of had a little bit of a uh, rotating a little bit band members. Yeah, well, when they appeared on Homer Palooza, it was Billy Corrigan, Darcy Retzky, uh, R.C. Retsky, James Eha, and Jimmy Chamberlain. Um, I don't think we've used any of these bands 
before. Uh... Oh, nope, we did use the Who before for the Riley brothers. Uh, so that was one of mine that I forgot to look up beforehand. So, uh, hmm. Who do you want to kill? Except they'll probably come back in 200 episodes or something. Janine, I, I, I've said it before. They are dead forever. They are not coming back. <sighs> that wouldn't be fair, Luke. That wouldn't be fair if four lives got snuffed out, but one Mary got to live. Mary will die, and you'll regret all the words that you've said. Okay, uh, the Sumagiri guards make no impact. I I want to push for NRBQ because they are nobody. Like, the Sumagiri guards don't need to exist in the story. I think they might be cut out of the movie, but don't quote me on that. That way I don't need to correct myself. Smashing Pumpkins is a gender-diverse group, so I don't want to have them die, because there's not a lot of uh, bands with female members in them, and I feel like we might have a better opportunity to use them later on. So I'm pushing for NRBQ. I think I'll concede to that because I don't see us ever using that band in any other context and because I can't find like any four guys that just walk on screen confident as shit and then just like disappear just as fast. There's probably some, but they don't necessarily have names or or wiki pages, which is where it's like, I, I think I need to do another rewatch where I just take notes and it does not get co-opted into something where we're just watching it. Because I did that and got co-opted. Uh, we then have Miss Father's Day, a.k.a. Janine's One Piece Sona. <laughs> I, I have two that I'm very, very passionate about. I also have two, but I also realize that I put two of them in backwards order. Um, who you got for Miss Father's Day? All right, number one. Mm -hmm. One of the coolest looking background characters in the entire fucking um, Springfield. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Girl with glasses. Sometimes the glasses are just clear. Sometimes they're tinted green. She's got periwinkle type hair and just like, just one of the coolest kids in the background that they got there. I have no idea what her deal is. She's not even given a name. She's girl with glasses. Mm -hmm. And the second one is Cindy Lochner. Did the music video for girls just have a fun, just want to have fun, have a profound impact on me as a child? Probably. Is that affecting this decision? Absolutely. But I am not appealing to anybody's sense of uh, kindness on this. You don't have to accept it. It's our podcast, not yours. Fuck you. 
just for aesthetic purposes and the vibe, Cindy Lauper. Uh, Cindy Lauper. Yes. I I spelled her name wrong because I was looking for Cindy Lauper in it. So I went with a different direction with these. So I, I, I really like your Cindy Lauper idea. Uh, the two that I had were, I was kind of willing to burn Helen Lovejoy here because no one's going. That was my surprising, oh, yeah, Luke's going to burn Helen Lovejoy. What? Uh, the other one that I had is uh, Goody Agnes uh, or Goody Skinner. Uh, who was burned as a witch in one of the Tree House of Horrors? I'm willing to give you Cindy Lapper. Well, um, hang on to your hat because my pick for girl with glasses matches my pick for Mr. Seven. All right, so should we discuss Mr. Seven's then? Yes, we should. Uh, go right. ahead and let me know what you chose, and I'll let you know what my package deal with girls with glasses is. All right. Uh, I was also just willing to surprisingly burn off a Timothy Lovejoy here. You know, full surprise. It was late last night. I, I kind of forgot that I needed to do the show because I've been playing Pokemon recently. Uh, I got Fukokos if you need some Fukokos. Do you need some Fukokos, Janine? I... I don't know. I might have um, another friend who would give me one of theirs um, because, like, I think they already have it, like, like the egg already. Oh yeah, I I hatched like six eggs. What what starter do you did you get? Weed cat. Uh, yeah, I got weed cat. Nice. Her name is Indica. Oh, uh, my, uh, Fukoko's name is Hatch after Hatch Chili Peppers. I went with a food theme for all of my Pokemon, or for, like, the first of each species that I caught, and it got hard at a few points. Nice, nice. I like mm. to call those snack runs instead of Nuzlocke runs. Delicious. Uh, the other one that I had is Pharaoh Skinner from Simpsons Bible Stories. I feel like he is similarly, we're going in with the whole Bible characters that we've been using he also is a buzzkill really also he eats frog legs mr seven eats pussy sure uh so tell me your pairings for mr seven all right so my package deal Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With girl with glasses is boy with shades. This boy usually sits in the back of the class in Bard's classroom and has like purple shades on, and mm-hmm. is the other coolest background kid character inside of the whole thing. And I feel like that um, Miss Father's Day and Mister Seven. Both are so ostentatious inside of their look, like they get where they are, and they are just like one hundred percenting whatever the fuck they want, mm-hmm. and like that just like reminds me like so much of like these two kids, that pairing them together, really shows you like two things: number one, dressed well; number two, 
um, they don't know a lot and are easily manipulated like children. So anyway, that's my case on that package deal. The other choice I had for Mr. Seven was Senor Ding Dong. <laughs> Sorry, the Simpsons fandom site that I was using for image references was showing me creepy clown commercials. Sure, that's exactly the best advertiser for um, Simpsons material. Scary mm -hmm. clowns. All right. Are you ready to play Let's Make a Deal, Janine? Yes. I'm willing to go for Cindy Lauper and Pharaoh Skinner. Because I do like Girl with Glasses, Boy with Shades. Uh, but Miss Father's Day and Mr. Seven are adults. And I feel like we are going to have some opportunities for cool kids. Especially coming up next episode. I think that's where we get a kid who makes fireworks. And I mean, that's pretty fucking tight. That is. Kids work with explosives a lot. Even if they killed your parents. Uh, so is that a acceptable accord? Oh, oh, shit, shit, shit. Uh, I forgot we also had fan suggestions for uh, oh no, people are making fun of my bookshelf because my office is a mess. Uh, we also have suggestions for uh, Miss Father's Day. Uh, friend of the show, uh, powerful supporter of the Discord, uh, King Atticus suggested Frog Marge from the couch gag where everybody is frogs. Mm. Uh, I I feel like Cindy Lauper, Pharaoh Skinner. Good I mix. feel like that's definitely um, the the combo here. Mm -hmm. I do want to say though that um, you know, thank you for the suggestion. Um, I feel that I want to save the actual frogs. For the possibility of actual frog characters and not people dressed like frogs, because I am like a toad creation. Yeah, I'm. I'm seventy five percent sure we're going to see a talking frog inside of this anime. Yeah, he hates a train. Oh, oh whoa! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> Oh my, okay. <laughs> this is so much of the podcast is just basically saying shit like that and just me having, you know, honest human reactions to whatever the... <laughs> you said a train, though. You, no, say, say less. I want to hope it makes sense when it gets there. I can't wait for you to have just the... You get to that episode, and then you just have the flashback of me saying that, and all the pieces fit together. And then you get to ascend to a higher plane of reality, where you get superpowers. 
that's how it happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Up last, we have Hina. Who you got for Hina? Now, I don't really have too much um, on Hina that I haven't suggested before. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, I, I just have like the two that I have that I keep on suggesting based on when women are hot. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, Princess Cashmere and Miss Springfield. I mean, Princess Cashmere, a.k.a. April Flowers, and my brain is blanking on the other uh, nicknames that she uses, uh, is a good one. But I don't think it necessarily gets Hina's vibe, because Hina is, we've seen, very professional. She knows what she's doing. Also tall. And I am... I'm willing to potentially move this to the next episode, though I think we're going to have quite a bit of people to get through on the next episode, because uh, we get to see Igaram's wife. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my pitch is Lindsay Nagel. Lindsay Nagel, Lindsay Nagel. Uh, she is the businesswoman who appears a bunch of times. Uh, she starts off as a sort of nameless executive character. Uh, she leads the protest to basically limit what kids can do in Springfield because she's part of a group of people who never want to have kids. Uh, blonde. Um, short haircut, power suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. I could definitely see that character being more related to that character, you know, as you describe Hina as more professionally focused and um, possibly vindictive against children. Yeah, I uh, I dropped a gift in the Discord. Ah. Lindsay Nagel. Well, I do like how... In this particular gift, she does wear pink, and I do feel like that that is a recurring thing. I don't know. Um, I could definitely see it, especially inside of uh, the confidence if you're going to speak about yourself in third person. Mm-hmm. You probably would want to have like the chops to back it up. So um, it would put you ahead of me on this one, but I feel a lot much more confident in them. Honestly, if I'm going to be, you know, an honest player in this, then I have confidence in any of my choices right now. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, throw down that judge's gavel because I think we got our names. All right. That wraps us up for this week on Domance Dawn Character Court. This court is now in Obsession. Uh, but yeah, next week we are going to be wrapping up our time uh, in Alabasta. Uh, we're also going to get some one-shot uh, flashbacks. And also, we get Sexy Cat Marge. You don't want to miss it. We'll play that song at least five more times during that episode. Yes. Uh, Janine, where could people witness that you exist? 
That is a good question because we all have to start thinking about that with the way that Twitter was going. You could be able to find where I'm going to be posting up tweet-like thoughts and whatnot at the same URL. Not not URL. Screen name. At the same screen name on Hive at Janine Juliet. That's J-A-N-I-N-E J-U-L-I-E-T You can also be able to find me on Instagram at Janine is dope. That is where I'm going to be posting up just um, selfies and me playing with filters. Um, other than that, I'm still testing out other social media, so I'm not going to really distribute them and you know, along with my name until I actually understand them. So Hive and Instagram if you want to follow me. Uh, you could also just join the Domance Don Discord. That's true, where you can be able to actually participate inside of um, we have the suggestions where you can be able to give a suggestion right inside of the Discord so you don't have to rely on any app anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's also uh, oh, that should be secret show chat where it's our secret chat that only you and I can post in. Uh, there's also a threads that Janine can't see for discussing One Piece spoilers. And there is also just day-to-day just weird things that just Luke does to just um, both confound and amaze me. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I like to do bit of confound and a bit of maze uh you can find me on twitter at, at coltreg that's k-o-l-t-r-e-g i will leave when i get fucking banned on all of my accounts so i've got a bunch of accounts uh i i'm not going to start revealing those though um uh, i also have a gum road where you can just download a bunch of my comics for free or pay what you want uh that really helps there's also a patreon under my actual name luke hair l-u-k-e-h-e-r-r and you can go to my old website that i don't really keep up to date lukehair.com also shout out to mike our cover artist who you can find at at patent pending most places online uh domance dawn updates every other week we have some new stuff coming up soon. Uh, we're wrapping up Alabasta, and then we're going to have a two-part winter holiday special. Janine, are you excited? I am. I am very a little bit apprehensive. I have no idea what to expect, but um, I love the holidays, so um, I things are in the spirit of it. I will either have a revelation about myself that will change how everything will go on forward uh, after being visited by three ghosts, or I will learn the meaning of Christmas has something to do with Jesus. Maybe. I'm planning on meeting a new woman in a small town where I'm supposed to cause some massive financial destruction that will lead to my company's gain. And that will end up leading me into a whirlwind romance where I end up 
breaking off my engagement due to Christmas magic, and I also give up my high-paying job. Uh, it's Hallmark movie season, folks. You gotta, you gotta start drinking the Sugo, and if you pay for Peacock, you can just turn on the Hallmark channels, because there's more than one. Uh, I lost my point again. Uh, follow us at DomadsDawn.com. It's a Tumblr. Uh, where you can share the stuff, leave us reviews, give us feedback, and uh, I think that wraps us up for now. Uh, next week, uh, I mentioned we get a bunch of stuff. Oh, we also got a weird horny counterpart to uh, dun, 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 dun. Sexy Cat Marge. Uh, we also get uh, access to Marge when she gets an accidental boob job. Wow, we get two horny Marges for the price of one? Uh-huh. We're going to find out who let Marge chugs out. Who, 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 who. Safe sailing, friends. It's the name of the treasure. In the Grand Line. Set sail for One Piece. Mm -hmm.